0: This episode of Turns Out I'm Into It is brought to you by the Harley Rabbit Audio Playhouse, a virtual club specialising in kink and BDSM audio fantasies. These aren't audiobooks, they're immersive audio experiences that put you in the story, allowing you to explore your deepest, darkest fantasies, all within the privacy of your own headphones. Specialising in CNC and other forms of sexual power play, these stories are not for the faint-hearted. But if you're curious, then follow the Harley Rabbit to harleyrabbit.com. Right now, we're offering listeners of this podcast a 25% discount on a fantasy of your choice. Use the code INTOIT23 at the checkout and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. 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 Hello, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you let go of shame so you can live your best sex life. My name is Harley Rabbit, and on today's show, I wanted to go into a bit of a deeper dive into the kink of objectification. This is a topic that I brought up in last week's episode Um, when I was discussing the many feelings that I get out of my CNC fantasies, um, and one of those is this feeling of being objectified. Now I'm not going to go too deep into my feelings in today's episode. If you want to hear those, um, and you haven't heard last week's, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one. Um, but as a general recap, basically it was actually during that episode, um, when I was discussing this, I was trying to figure out what I actually get out of objectification. Why does that feel good to me? And what I came up with was really thinking about my some of my earlier life experiences in my um, like early high school years. I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself. I didn't like my freckles or my small boobs. I was never skinny enough or pretty enough and just had a lot of negativity around the way I saw myself. Um, and thinking about the experience of being objectified now, um, and I mean, in the right context here, like in a consensual way in the bedroom, um, that can actually feel extremely validating for me, um, because it makes me feel sexy, physically sexy and desirable. I'm not being valued for who I am on the inside. I'm being valued because my body is hot and this person wants to fuck me. And that can feel really good, especially when you've got a bunch of body confidence issues. So I had a bit of a chat about this topic on FetLife and I got some really interesting responses from people and I wanted to share those on today's show mainly because I think it's great to get some different perspectives and some different insights that can really add to this conversation. The first response I want to share was from a man um, who goes by the FET name Perverti. Now, Perverti has given me his permission to share his comments on the show, um, which I think is great because I think it's really awesome to hear this from a male perspective. Perverti wrote, I rarely receive compliments on my physical body for most of high school. I had that quintessential athletic body for my height, yet never really heard anything encouraging or positive. As a teenager, I was extremely bashful around girls. When I entered college, I gained the attention of some girls. My college days were odd. I started to have confidence interacting with girls yet felt insecure due to my weight. High school sports ended and I started a sedentary lifestyle. Nothing materialised with these women. Their attraction to me had no mention of anything physical. Sadly, my rare objectification experiences were with a professional switch and a dome, two different sessions. What was arousing was that they viewed me as a vessel, that here is a guy to be used to please or arouse them, that I was being used as a means to an end. The whole experience was exciting for me, to feel that my body, however hideous or ugly it is, had a higher value than my thoughts and words. Now, I just want to say that I highly doubt your body is hideous or ugly, Um, but we are often very unkind to ourselves in our self-talk. So thank you so much for sharing that one, Poverty. I think this is something that probably a lot of our listeners can relate to. If we feel dissatisfied with our own appearance, whether that's from how we talk to ourselves or how other people have treated us in the past. Um, or maybe our body like yours has changed over time with your weight has changed. Um, but also our body changes as we age, all of these things can really contribute to those insecurities. What perverti has shared here is that he finds the experience of being objectified, really physically validating in the same way that I do. It feels really good when someone you're attracted to wants to use your body for their pleasure. And there's no shame in that. It makes a lot of sense when you put it this way. So thank you so much, Perverty, for sharing your experiences with us. All right. The next comment I want to talk about is from a lovely lady. Um, I did reach out to her about sharing her comment on my podcast and I didn't hear back from her. So I'm not going to read this one out, um, but I will talk about the sentiment. I mean, she has commented on a public post in a public forum, so I'm sure it's probably okay for me to share it. But I think um, privacy is just so important in this space. And I think the best policy for me is to always get consent to share anything um, on the show. Okay, so what I really liked about her comment was that she brought up the fact that for a lot of us out there, it's really hard to take a compliment. Do you agree with that? Someone compliments you, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Moving on. And it's really easy to dismiss it as people just being polite. We tell ourselves they don't really mean it. It's wonderful how the brain works like that. If it's a criticism, we'll take that shit straight to heart. (laughs) Compliment, not so much. Um, But the point this person was making was when she's objectified in the bedroom, that feels real it feels unfiltered and genuine she talks about having all these things that she hates about her body but when somebody else wants them and she can see that they want them that feels really validating again it's all about that physical validation so i can totally relate to this and i'm guessing probably most of you can too you know if if you go out to dinner and someone says oh you look lovely it's like I don't know if they're just saying that. It's just what you say, you know. But if someone's staring at my ass with a raging heart on I'd say that's a pretty genuine compliment, right, about my physical attractiveness. It's pretty hard for my little brain gremlins to dispute that one. All right, so the last one I want to share is from NQ Silverback, and we've actually met at a couple of the Townsville night munches here. He wrote, I think for me, the objectification kink works both ways. On one hand, it's liberating and just damn nice to feel wanted purely for your physical attributes such as they are. And then as the objectifier, it's the chance to simply find pleasure for yourself without any need to dilute that time with worrying about others' needs. As first and foremost a pleaser, the chance to focus inwardly and just indulge is a great recharge device, at least for me. I love this comment. And obviously this really adds a lot to this discussion because he is talking about this from both sides, from feeling that sense of validation as the the person being objectified, but also how it feels to be the one doing the objectifying. Now I'm definitely not a dom, but I feel like I can relate to what he's trying to say here in the feeling that I get from being restrained. So as I've said on this show previously, when I am restrained, that can feel like it's taking all the pressure off, all the all the responsibility off my shoulders. And that can make me feel quite free. I can relax into it and enjoy myself. Now, a Dom wouldn't get that feeling from being restrained. Unless of course he or she has a switch side. Um, So it's really interesting for me to hear such a similar feeling being described from a completely different scenario, but it makes total sense. If you know that your partner enjoys objectification, that means you can just relax and enjoy yourself without having to worry about their needs so much. Anyway, we always have to worry a little bit. Slade has described this exact same feeling um, when we play together in this way he talks about it again, it it taking a lot of the pressure off when he knows I'm into being objectified. So he can just relax and do what he wants and focus on his own pleasure, knowing that I'm completely into that. All right. So there you go. There's some very different perspectives on one very fun kink. I think this one is particularly interesting because objectification, for a lot of people, I think carries a lot of negative connotations. So if it is something that you enjoy or that your partner has expressed they might enjoy, um, that can bring up a lot of shame if you don't understand where those feelings are coming from. So if that's the case for you, I really hope that this conversation has helped you understand yourself better um, and become a lot more comfortable with that kink. All right. So we've still got a little bit of time left in today's episode. So I might um, dive into a bit of a different topic for a moment here. On last week's episode, I gave you guys a little bit of homework. Um, I was asking you to have a think about what some of your core desires might be. What are some of the things you want to feel during sex? And one of the ways you can explore this is to have a think about some of the movies that you've watched that have had particularly sexy scenes in them, or I should say scenes that you have found particularly sexy. In last week's episode, I talked about a very raunchy scene in the movie Swordfish, um, which was one that came to mind for me. But since recording that episode, I've been thinking about this a bit more and I had another good example come to my mind. And I want to tell you about this one because it's a scene that is not intended to be sexy. Sexy can come from so many different contexts. It doesn't have to be a sex scene or a romance scene or a passion scene or any of that. It can be something completely different. It could be something out in nature. It could be, I don't know, cooking pancakes or kneading dough. You know, it could be a real um, tactile thing that you find sexy. Anyway, Um, the one I wanted to share with you was a scene from Shazam. If you've, I don't know if you guys know the film, um, came out a couple of years ago, DC superhero film, definitely not a sexy film. (laughs) Anyway, there's this scene in it where these, uh, what's happening? They're, They're in a big skyscraper office building, having a board meeting. And the bad guy unleashes these monsters from, I don't know, they're from hell or from a different realm. Um, and they're, oh, that's right. They're, they're, they actually represent the seven deadly sins. So there's, there's greed and lust and gluttony and all of that. And they're, they're these really ugly troll-like monsters. And they reap havoc on all the executives at this board meeting. And it's super gruesome. Pretty sure everyone dies. End scene definitely not a traditionally sexy scene. I I don't think many people would have got what I got out of it. But for me, when I watched that movie in the cinemas, I was thinking, "Mm, this is, this is doing things for me. (laughs) I don't think it should be, but it is. So I wanted to chat to you guys about that because that was a weird experience for me to be turned on by something that's not meant to be sexy. I don't know if you've ever had a similar experience where you've been watching something that's not meant to be sexy, but for whatever reason, it's turning you on. And if you don't understand why, that can feel kind of shameful and uncomfortable. I know I was pretty unsure about it at the time, but I totally get it now. And I'm super comfortable with telling you guys I'm definitely into dark and scary monsters. (laughs) Just a side note here, if you are also into this kind of thing or think you might be. There's like a whole corner of Pornhub filled with scary monster porn and it's great. Um, But being into this sort of stuff is definitely something that lies outside of what's considered to be normal. Right? Even though, might I add, it's probably pretty common, but that's where it can be really difficult. Because if what turns you on is different to what you're told should turn you on, for example, it's considered normal to be into, um, for for women to be into, you know, muscular men um, dressed in suits or as tradies and who take you out on romantic dinner dates, for example. If I'm turned on by that, no one bats an eyelid. And I'm not saying you you shouldn't be turned on by that. If that does it for you, then that's awesome. But if your kinks lie outside of that, outside of what is considered socially acceptable, and a lot of us fall outside of that category, that's where it can be difficult to, like, you end up battling with your own feelings. You can feel really conflicted by those feelings of shame not understanding why you feel the way you do. You might feel that there's something wrong with you. Why the fuck am I watching a bunch of scary monsters on TV and feeling really excited by that? Oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. (laughs) Turns out there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. As I've discovered more about myself and more about my kinks, it makes complete sense that I would be into that, right? Dark and scary monsters, super bad big, strong, animalistic, going to take me and ravage me and I'll have no say in it, that completely fits into my CNC kink. It makes sense with those core desires that I have. The things I want to feel during sex can be met by a fantasy that involves those kind of monsters. Hopefully that's helpful. The, the reason I'm bringing this up again um, on today's show is that I just wanted to give you guys an example of where something – that's not traditionally sexy can be sexy. With the, the swordfish example I gave you guys last week, whilst that's a super sexy scene um, and completely valid, I thought that this Shazam example demonstrates where you might be turned on by things that aren't traditionally sexy or even intended to be sexy and that that's okay too. They're all clues that are going to help you learn more about yourself and what works for you. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Next week, uh, there won't be a podcast because I am getting my wisdom teeth removed. and I can't imagine that I'll be feeling particularly chatty that week. Um, I was going to try and record two this week, but life is hectic, so (laughs) it didn't happen. Um, So I'll catch you guys again in two weeks' time. In the meantime, send me lots of love and well wishes because... I'm probably going to be feeling super anxious um, over the next few days, and probably pretty sore for the next few days after that. Um, so I'd appreciate your your good vibes and support. And yeah, I'll catch you in two weeks' time. Till then, play safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.